me, you, and the driver, we gotta get this photo together. We gotta get this selfie. Oh, open it. You got a bag? A bag for fucking what? We fucking grocery shopping or something? We doubling up on these bags? I was like, wow, women are incredible. I've been out here every single weekend since I've been doing this, picking up people who have had amazing nights. Fuck off, mum! I'm sleeping. I'm staying here. Leave me alone. I mean, I've always said this anyway that. This thing has killed me, but I can see I've aged. I look at my beard, mad grey hairs. It is mad. I guess the first question I do want to ask is, obviously in terms of timeline and when people will hear this podcast or whatever, but at this point, like we did, you did timestamp it as in we're in July at the moment. What is the, is the title of, the, of what you sent me? Is that the official title of this book? Um... Yeah, well, even, I can blur this out if I wanted to. So I think it is. So I've been dancing around as to two titles. And those titles have been Hi, Andrew, and then subheading My Journey, or Hi, Andrew, subheading The Road to Barcelona. And My Journey, I think that's quite, um, I don't want to say obvious, but it's quite obvious. Mm-hmm. My Journey is a driver, but My Journey is a person. But Hi, Andrew, when people get in your car, they often go, like, Hi, Andrew, or yeah. Hi. Yeah, it makes sense. They introduced because I had, um, I obviously it's ultimately you're going to call it whatever you want, but getting to the end of the first draft made me realize that it is a journey to Barcelona, right? And I felt like it's almost like a, it's literally an Uber ride to Barcelona. Essentially, it's an Uber ride to Barcelona. And when I got to the end, I started to think maybe the timeline of the book should be revised in the sense that I feel like, like we were speaking about yesterday, right? When you're going on a journey or whatever, you're expecting the valleys and peaks. And like you said, you explained quite a lot of them and you do dive deeper into them the further you get into the book in terms of the conclusion is that I feel like this book should end almost like with you in Barcelona, if that makes sense. (laughs) I feel like the beginning of it I almost feel like I understand the intro that is currently there, but part of me after getting to the end felt like, I don't even feel like this is necessary. I feel like you should just deep dive straight into the journey and the conversations that you start to have. And the end really is you get into where you wanted to go because you speak towards the end, you dive a bit more into it towards the end. You dive a bit more into wanting to get out of that. And we spoke about the entry and exit point and the exit point of you getting there to even write and reflect on this book. So I feel like the timeline should almost be like what the process was to even get out there the first time and kind of take you there and the the writing that you ended up doing there and kind of end almost there because it kind of gives people, it does, it takes people on a bit more of a trip and it also gives them that hope that you speak about in the book about having an end goal or having a although getting to Barcelona is not the end goal it's almost like the beginning of the of the transformation that you go through because it's clear like even when we met when you came back from Barcelona the Andrew that came back from Barcelona was a different Andrew than the Andrew who set out to go to Barcelona and I think that is a very important part of this story so it's almost like it's not revising the timeline, but it's almost it's almost revising the timeline to an extent if that it makes sense. I don't know if I'm if I'm articulating it in the right way. Yeah, I think I mean I think you are. And the reason why I say this, well, um, to the guests, no, in fact, no. So for those listening, I've essentially stated obviously in in the beginning, I go through a key point, key point, key point as to who I am. Um, I go over one or two political things and go into the stories. I actually do understand what you're saying. I'm unsure whether that's the way I want to go. I'm not too sure. And, and again, this is the reason why I'm having this conversation. So I want to have real open conversations so people can hear, A, as to someone questioning me, because that's what you're here to do. You're here to question yeah. people who's essentially, let, let's just say someone who's managing the process in me writing the book. You're yeah. here to question my thinking and my processes. Mm-hmm. And then so I guess, I guess, let me turn it into a question to make it easier as well. I know I went around in a circle as far as where it should end and why, but... I guess the reason why I got to the end and I felt like that was because I went back to the beginning where you do divulge and stories about you traveling, you mentioned, I think it's Bolivia, and you mentioned some of those 
like tidbits, I guess, to kind of give context to people. But my question then becomes, why is that there? I'm glad you say that, actually, because I've looked at one or two of those stories and I've gone to myself, do those stories need to be in there? And whether I can replace them with other stories, I'm not mm -hmm. too sure. So, like, I've had that conversation with myself. Um, and there's something you said that I wanted to I wanted to touch on, but I've completely forgot. Oh, Barcelona. See, even in this even in this whole time in Barcelona, not in Barcelona, but with Barcelona, with COVID and things like that, I've been asking myself, when do I really go back to Barcelona? Does that even happen? Do I go back to Barcelona? It's incredible, you know, because I don't think it's going to be. I think it's going to be. I mean, I've told friends out in Barcelona, I don't think I'm going to be there until I release the book. So that could be, let's say November, mid-November, all right? And even after mid-November, when the book is out, there's a couple of things that I actually want to execute or do. Not to say that I won't go to Barcelona for a couple of weeks, but as to live, it's what I want to do, and I think it's what I want to do, but have circumstances changed? Hello? Yo, can you Sorry hear me? about that. No, that's fine. No worries. Um, so what did you hear me say? Um, I think you were just going on about after the one about the, the beginning and the stories in the beginning. Yes. No, sorry, no. So what I said was that I think there are... No, so I think that there are stories, the stories that you're alluding to, I think I may change some of them. So okay. yeah, in that, I think you're right. I'm not too sure whether they fit with the context of the book when you actually go through the whole of the book. But truth be told, the reason why I've done that is because I wanted people to have an idea of who I am, of an individual who's done a lot of backpacking traveling and some of my, yeah. let's say, wild experiences. So they, when they get into the car, they understand who their driver is. Uh -huh. And the individual telling these stories. Okay. And then I'm actually looking through my notes right now and I'm trying to kind of go through the scope and make sure I, I hone in on some of the things that that we were talking that we were talking about when it cut off it kind of threw me off a little bit so i gotta get my bearings back all right let me think off the top of my head because as you dived into politics and business which was also very interesting chapters as well i'm very curious to see like in those conversations and in the things that you got from those conversations with different drivers, did, did you start to see like a change that you implemented straight away in the changes? Or was it more so when you started to reflect on or when you got to the point where you wanted to write this book that there were changes in terms of the way you looked at business? You spoke about financial literacy. A lot of the conversations and the things that you were getting from these drivers, were they things that you started to implement straight away? If they were giving you jewels, were they jewels that you were able to implement straight away? Are you talking about drivers or are you talking about passengers? Passengers, sorry, yeah. When you were okay, in the cool. car with passengers. Um, no, I think, like, when... See, this another thing. And I wrote this down yesterday after a conversation. Like, and I spoke about confidence and believing that, you know, tough times... Tough times and difficult periods are temporary, you know, and um, you know, strong enough to get there and get basically tough people last. And in my time and in my journey, people need to understand and people need to understand. I was on my own for a lot of the time. So whether it's as a driver or even when I went to Barcelona. And let me make it very clear, I had a great time in Barcelona. But I also need to recognize, or people need to recognize, that there were a lot of times when I was on my own. So like I had friends who lived in, in who lived in London and moved to Barcelona, but these yeah. people they go to work, you know. These people go to work, and whilst these people are at work, I'm at home on my own and I'm working. So I was on my own a lot of the time. So yeah. in those periods, you know, I I had to be strong enough. I had to believe in myself. But when I was communicating with these passengers and sometimes using them, no, not even using them, like sometimes just having general conversation. But certainly towards the end of my journey as a driver um i'd use them almost like as an opportunity to sell what i'm doing and what do they think about what i'm doing you know and people would give me great comfort and confidence in what i'm doing and tell me do not give up what you're doing because what you're doing i see what you're doing and i think you're very close to to achieving something that is great 
Um, and that was a lot of the passengers in those Uber journeys? And, it, it, was, okay. it was. It yeah. was. It, it was. Um, a lot of people were intrigued. So, like, I've had different conversations with people on this podcast. So, like, there, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are other drivers who would have done done the same as well. I exchanged a lot of details with people who worked in different lines of business. And mm-hmm. by and large, this happened based on them wanting to know more about who I am yeah. and, what I, and who I was and what I was doing and potentially exchange ideas um, and also with the possibility of collaborating or them actually being on the other line to give me assistance based on some of the skill sets they had that I needed or, um, you know, advice. Okay, let me interject. i got another question as well. I want you to elaborate on what the conversation was like or what the temperature was like with the passengers who became privy to the GoPro and you explained, like, the documentary to them and you explained that, like, what was it like when you explained to them that some of this footage might be used? What was that kind of conversation like? Cool. So, like, um, I've done a podcast with a guy called Darren Levy, or Darren Levy, depending on how you want to pronounce it. And mm-hmm. he told me that when he first started using the GoPro to record people, which is normal practice, by the way, but by way of using it for a documentary, um, he began it after three after be- began it after three weeks of being a driver. And for me, it took a lot longer. So I had loads of different experiences with people. And I thought these were just like, sensa- I'll be honest, sensational experiences. Because, because of someone like myself who traveled. And when you're traveling, you have loads of different unique experiences. So you can spend two, three days with someone and, yeah. and have, have this amazing experience. And then that person will unfortunately have to leave and will go on to their next part of the journey. And you'll never see that person again. So the only, the only, and truth, yeah, truth be told, you may not see that person again. So you only share that unique experience of why, what might be two, three days with them. And that mm-hmm. was the same as to my experiences with people um, in my car as well. In that mm-hmm. they'll be in my car for half an hour and we have this phenomenal conversation and we go in two different directions. But because of my experience as someone who backpacked and who traveled, I really love those experiences, love meeting new people and almost the buzz of meeting new people, getting to know new people, the nuances, what, me, what made people tick, things of that nature. So my experiences with, 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 with riders, with passengers, I mean, I loved them until I became quite tired of being a driver. But I don't want to move away from your, um, your question and, and not, answering your, not answering it. What was, what was it? What was the experience like explaining to these people that this footage might be used for a documentary or the, the awareness of the GoPro and some of the questions once you started to dive into those things? Cool. They didn't even notice the GoPro. So a lot of them didn't even notice the GoPro. So it, so it was only until like I had amazing experiences where I decided, let me ask them whether I can use the footage. So to begin with, I personally found it difficult asking people but it got to the point where, and this is how I do things, and this may be very helpful helpful to people, and I don't know if this is um, a positive or a negative on my part. I try to remove myself from my body. So, like, when I'm, when I'm going through very, very difficult, not even periods, when I'm going, when I want to do something very, very difficult, I almost detach my, my body from my spirit or my body from my mind. And my mind will say, just ask the question or just, does that make sense? I, you know why that's interesting that I think you said that? Because I think that is very evident in your style of writing or even in conversation. I think you're exceptional at removing yourself from yourself, which is why you're so great at telling like, the stories of everyone else in these conversations because <laughs> you don't have to impute yourself. I don't even know if that's the right word. You don't have to put yourself into those situations to be able to tell these stories. And I think that's kind of like the nail on the head of what I'm explaining. So, yeah, I think you're exceptional at doing that. And I think it's very clear in your writing that that's what you're doing even throughout the book and when you're telling these stories. But, but keep going. Go ahead. Yeah, so, like, um, and I feel I've learned that. And I learned this in football. Yeah, so I, I don't know if I was coaching you. I don't know if I was coaching you at the time. So, like, I don't, want to talk to, I don't want to talk too much about football. So, like, I, like, there are things which people may or may not even notice during my time as a coach that I found very difficult. So I'm actually very, intro- by nature, I was an introvert person. I have very extrovert tendencies, but an introvert, um, I don't, I'm, I'm not someone who, um, probably you would identify as a coach, you know, but there are things by way of giving halftime team talks, et cetera, et cetera, which I found immensely difficult, but I detach myself 
from it. So physically I'm there and then my mind is saying, and tell them that, and tell them this, and tell them this, and tell them that, and then bam, 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 bam. I, which again, people might find interesting. I've always believed I'm dyslexic or I have those sort of tendencies. You know, I can forget what I'm saying. I, I, I wasn't necessarily, I thought, although I went to university, I wasn't an academic. I did very poor in my GCSEs, et cetera, et cetera. I've had to learn to be articulate, you know? So I've had to read and read and read and read and read to the point where I'm quite fluent in speaking and being able to articulate things. And sometimes I may take a moment to think and maybe pick out a word. And if I can't even think of that word, I'll, I'll use a word, but I'll explain that's not the word I would like to use. But hopefully you accept that word by way of understanding of um, where I want to get to with this conversation. So, so how, yeah, so how did you ask them? And when you like were asking people to use this footage, how did that conversation go? Cool, I'll go through some of the difficult ones. So no, some of the easy ones, we'd have a great time, a good laugh and a good joke. And I'll explain what I'm doing. I'll say that like, I've had these amazing journeys um, as a driver. And what I want to do is I want to, I want to, I want to um, show people that, yeah, essentially I wanted to show people that like my experience as a driver has been awesome, you know. And at this point, I ha at this point, when I first started recording, I hadn't even made the decision I was even going to write a book. My yeah. intention was to do a, a great documentary and put them on YouTube, etc., 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 and then carry on living in Barcelona and work on some of the other things I had going on. It just yeah. so happened is that I lost a terabyte worth of the footage, and then it put me in a bad place for like nine months. I didn't record anything for nine months. But like the easy, the easy rise by way of like good conversation and having a laugh and a joke, that was quite easy to um, have those conversations with people. Like I had this conversation with a, with a woman and I don't know if this is what you're alluding to, where we were having a lot, it was her and her friend and it might have been a bank holiday weekend, I'm not too sure. Um, and they got in the car, they'd been drinking, we're having a laugh and a joke. I was playing music at the time, asked me to turn up, turned it up. Had a laugh and a joke. Got to those two drop two um two drop offs. So got to the first drop off. I forget where it was. Let's call it East London, and dropped her off. And I explained to her like it's been a good journey. What I've been doing, I've been documenting these these rides by way of good experiences. I wanted to show people that you know the type of experience I've been having as a driver. Are you call me um in keeping the footage and uploading it onto YouTube? She's like, yeah, cool, no worries. Boom, boom, boom. Like it's been a laugh. The door closes and an other girl in the car. Like her whole attitude just changed, completely changed. And then she goes like, why are you recording? Like, why are you recording people? And I kind of read, not even read the room, but I read that like she wasn't, she, complete. Wasn't, comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, she wasn't completely comfortable. And I said, I kind of repeat what I said in that I've had these amazing experiences as a, um, as a driver. And I want to, I want to share, I want to share this with people. And like, and it's, if I'm honest, I said it's not even necessarily the journeys where I'm having a laugh and a joke with people. I said I've had some real conversation with people in regards to mental health, as to how they feel, um, their career, this and the third. Mm -hmm. Which I feel need to be wider conversations, which essentially um, is what I've done in the book. I want it to be a wider conversation. And I felt so that's what I, essentially what I articulated to her, and she kind of sat up and felt more comfortable. And I said like. The things, the conversations I've had in this car have been phenomenal. I said, like, I have a conversation with women as to, um, um, oh, God, sexual harassment, but that's not the word I'm looking yeah. um, Sexual assault. Yeah, all those type of things. And I feel these things need to be um, a wider conversation. We need to educate people as to how people feel and how we should address things and how we should yeah. move forward, essentially. So, like, she bought into, she essentially bought into what I said. And then we just had a great conversation. So she told me about her past, essentially, as to how she found it very, very difficult in school, um, growing up, um, said her brother had very difficult, uh, had issues, obviously, growing up as well. Said he had, I don't want to say identity issues. Um, he later um, came out as gay. Um, yeah. I don't know if identifying was the right word, but hopefully you understand what I'm referring to. Uh, and just said she had a very, very difficult childhood. And she said she worked in a male-dominated um, industry and found yeah. it very, very difficult navigating through that. And almost essentially, she did very... Now I'm thinking... I'm think, actually, I'm thinking that aloud, actually, and after the fact. She did very, very similar things to me as to... She put on a front and her mind was essentially telling her, like, you know, do this, do that. But really, yeah. she was struggling, you know? And she said that she had a number of um, 
difficult relationship. I think even if that, even if that part of that story is in the book, I feel yeah. like it does sound quite familiar. Yeah. And then so. Yo, can you hear me? Yeah, they literally decided they'll work on the phone lines outside, and ever since then, it's just been chopping up. Cool. Do you remember what I was saying or what you were saying? Yeah, so I was asking about how the tougher conversations went in terms of telling people that you wanted to use the content. Yeah, so I, me I remember what I was saying. So, no, essentially, yeah, so essentially, like, we had a, we had a conversation as to why I was recording to which she bought into it. I think she understood, okay, the greater, um, the, the great, um, the wider conversation as to, as, sorry, but she, she understood like the objective of what he's doing is to have a wider conversation as to, okay, there are great journeys which you can have a laugh and a joke, but at the same time, there are conversations and to which you have um, great conversation. To which she explained to me her story and what she'd been through at the very end of the conversation, the very end of the journey, she was like streaming, streaming tears down her face yeah. and said that she would more than be happy for me to share the the video with the wider public, the wider public, and that she felt that like her story and the story in general by way of different, different narratives and different journeys was mm -hmm. that was important to important to tell. So unfortunately. I didn't even realize that it wasn't even recorded in the first place. So I never did capture that. But these are memories and thoughts that I, I, I remember, you know, and I just remember, I remember that evening actually going on a ride and recording myself actually speaking about the experience. So I've got all these videos. It's a case of whether I plan on releasing them or how I release them. Mm -hmm. And I guess just to speak even on that, in terms of releasing the the footage, what's the, I want to make the question quite specific. This is just a general question of how are you going to release it, or or etc. etc. What is it that you feel like the footage will do for the group, for the grand scheme of this story that you're telling? Um, I think. I think when you, I mean, I think people learn in, in different different mediums. So for some people, as you mentioned before, some people love listening to podcasts and my voice might be advantageous. And some people like seeing things, you know, and, you know, and will gravitate towards it and be emotionally drawn in to what they see and buy into, not myself, but buy into the experience and as to the story I'm telling. And a book, more often than not, sometimes adds more value by way of detail because I'm expanding on not only my experience and telling my experience, but I'm expanding on those details as to how I felt emotionally, how it made me feel, or how it made that person feel, and things yeah. of that nature. And another question I have as well is, we spoke about it briefly yesterday, but why do you feel like this story that you're telling, especially when you're recounting a lot of these cab stories and these stories with passengers, why do you feel like this story, the way you tell it, is on the right side of not just being gossipy or chatty-patty like we were saying? What is it you feel like that you're doing in this book that separates it from that? Cool. So um, there's a part of me that... No, so like, I don't necessarily like being a chatty-patty and not because of it being a phrase. I just don't... I mean, I like having a laugh and a joke and talking about things mm -hmm. which are, let's say, in today's news. But I don't want to overindulge in that nature. And also, I'm not here to be gossipy and tell stories by way of embarrassing yeah. people and things of that nature. And and I and I like there are things, there are probably experiences in that book. I know people's names, you know, or I know, yeah. people, you know. But I, it's not about, um, it's not about that. It's, what's that about? I don't, I don't, I don't. There's, there's no, there's no, there's nothing to gain by, yeah, by being a chatty page, you be told. But there are great stories to which people can enjoy. Yeah. But at the same time, I think there's a silver lining and there's a learning experience to which is what the book is about. I think with this book, and I don't want to talk about my next book or even the following no. book, but like I feel with all those books, they're going to be interesting stories. And then maybe after the fact or in conclusion, you will see the silver lining. Okay. Uh, and so...
that's how I've approached this book as to actually I know people will be very interested in reading about these stories. People just in general will be interested in reading the stories. But actually, there's a journey. This is why I started. These are the reasons why I started. This is my entry point, And this is the conclusion. You know, there's something for everybody. It's great stories, but at the same time, hopefully it will give someone the motivation and inspiration to go, you know what? I'm going to take that plunge. I'm going to go do this. And it testifies to me actually investing in myself. In regards to the, the fluidity of it and how fast it moves, I want you to kind of explain what your thought process was in terms of why it kind of jumps the way it does. Like, what was the reason? Because I guess in the beginning, I did think, okay, it's very jumpy. But then as you keep going and it reads, it reads very well in terms of bouncing because you don't, you don't necessarily want to dive too deep into anyone's life, especially not when it's not necessarily about them, but more so the experience of it. So what was the thought process behind wanting to move very quickly through these stories and kind of go the way that you went? Um, I think you've explained it quite well. So in the, in the beginning, it was a bit jumpy, but in the chapters as to my experiences, like I could I could have went on for days about yeah. things, but truth be told, I was making almost a point. So in music, yeah. I was making a point. With my health, making a point. With yeah. politics, a point. So I was trying to, as long as my point and I gave a range of examples, then I was happy. Like to yeah. the other experiences, um, or in addition to those experiences, I can have these conversations, I mean, with people like yourself. And what I often find is sometimes I could be out walking or I could be driving and I have deja vu moments and I go, someone said something about that. And then I'll, it will, you know, it, I'll sw it will swirl in my mind and I'll think for a moment and then bang. Is there, and then I write it down as to I don't want to forget that moment. You know, that that was another key moment. Mm. Did a lot of the did a lot of the I I I don't want it to turn into more of an interview, but I guess asking these questions kind of helped me understand why you wrote it the way you wrote it as well. And in terms of just getting through the entire thing, it I I guess before reading it, it was more so me have or reading the first part of it, it was more so me thinking, okay, this could be different, this could be different. But I guess once you get to the end, they turn more so into questions as to why things are the way they are, and then it adds a lot more context. So I want to know, did the way you looked at, I don't want to say necessarily the world, but did driving change? What was the biggest change that you saw in yourself in terms of driving? Of course, there was the fact that you didn't want to do it forever, which is understandable, but what were some of like the micro changes that you started to see once you were driving? Like, what were the changes? Did I don't know seeing a com hearing a conversation with a woman who's just got out of a cab or and done something she shouldn't have done and spoken to her boyfriend and broken down like you referenced? Does that change the way you approach your relationships? Because you saw firsthand the way some people were navigating their relationships, even from a secretive standpoint. Yeah. Did it cross your mind and be like, damn, like she, this person could be out here doing this, man or woman, and be going home to someone they love. And you are probably the only person that knows the truth in the situation. And like you said, you're someone that will never see these people again. How did that affect you? Um, I, I want to just I'll speak for myself just very briefly. So as to myself, I mean, sometimes it can be very difficult to actually see the growth in yourself. But what I did is, and actually, did, I didn't really even believe in compound, not compound interest, but compound development. Um, yeah. But I started, well, I think I was doing it before, but I, I bought into it with the more success I had as to, I would have a to-do list. And even with the smallest of things, and I can then, I'm not physically, I can, well, I can physically see um, what I need to do and what I need to get through in order to um, take a step forward, even on bad days, you know, yeah. so... That is one way by which I was able to see growth within my journey. Um, but as to other people, and did it change my opinion? I think, you know, it's almost like the big, the big brother camera, really. Um, yeah. These individuals, because you're only taking them from A to B, sometimes they don't really, or they're probably not thinking about, actually, this person is not watching me, because I'm not watching them, but I'm observing, yeah. you know? So there's, yeah. there's some form of observation. And the behavior and the things that I would see in, in, in my car, I just think were well, mind-boggling, truth be told, you know, as to the way people either treat um, another person's car or speak about other people or conduct business. 
and just things of that nature. So there was a phrase that I've heard before, or I've heard people say that by nature, we humans are given people. Um, I think there's a phrase I think Nipsey said, Nipsey said in some way, shape or form. But in me being a driver, I'm I'm unsure as to, I think humans are selfish by nature. You know, and just the things that I've seen. I mean, if you look at, um, oh, even even touching on, um, I'm reading the Celestine prophecy at this moment in time, and they're talking yeah. about the exchange of energy. You know, as to yeah, yeah, yeah. politics is um, discussed in the way it plays out, as to one person wanting to to dominate another, or dominate a conversation, or dominate um, a particular um, subject point. Ah, so we're having a conversation at this moment in time, and I don't want to delve too deeply into. Um, energy and energy. I don't want to delve too deeply into energy, but like, I understand you're important. You're 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 equally as important as I am. So like, I've brought in certain guests um, onto onto the podcast because I want to hear their point of view. But at the same time, I understand it's important for me to um, provide my point of view as well. You're going to yeah. ask questions, and you've said questions which I've not really seen coming. But I yeah. expect your your view and your judgment, and I understand you're going to bring a dynamic to this conversation, which I can't, you know? Yeah. Whereas, and I hope I I execute this well by way of continuing, is I'm unsure other humans are aware of their actions consciously and how selfish sometimes they can be. And I'll see mm. that on a regular basis by way of... Um, not let's say the way they speak to me, um, or the way they'll speak of others, and I don't know. I mean, I'm 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 really unsure about humans. I really am, and even where we are in this in this day and time as to where we are with COVID and um, politically, you know, I, I really begin to question things. Do you think the tone in the book sometimes is very judgmental of the passengers as well? Um, I need to look over it again because you did say that yesterday, and I thought that was a very interesting common so you mentioned a sub you mentioned a chapter in particular i'll go over that but i mean i'll go through the whole book anyway and i'll yeah. where i feel i've been judgmental um i i'd imagine there is a, maybe there might be a bit of judgment but at the same time i think there's nothing wrong with having a view and perspective i'm open to absolutely everything but as you said as to me potentially giving myself maybe that is yeah where because I, I, can, I can say i have asked a lot of questions so i do want to also give my opinion as well and make sure that it's very balanced because I think that that goes back to the line that I was trying to explain about, like you saying, you're very good at removing yourself from things. And I say that you do that in the writing very well, where it's like you remove the necessity to divulge into your own personal feelings, which I, again, I said, isn't right or wrong. It just depends on the objective. So I feel like when you remove yourself from the observation emotionally and you're not going to divulge personally i feel like it also removes your right to (laughs) judge in a sense as well because it's like all right cool then you're pointing a finger but it's like the saying when you point a finger there's three pointing back at you and everyone is all right if you're going to point a finger but then we need to know where you made the mistakes or how you fit into this or what makes you qualified or experienced to even speak on it in that regard so it's like, from an observational standpoint, if you're giving us the observation of the conversation, 100% tell us the entire story. But then to go over that and also add the judgment, it's also like, we'll accept that if you give us your emotional kind of, not baggage is the wrong word, but if you also indulge into something similar that may have happened to you and how you learned from an experience similar, if that makes sense what I'm saying. Yeah, it does, and, and this is what I'm gonna say. So, I've I've um I've brought you on to this project in that you're giving those great you're you're asking me great questions, and mm-hmm. one of the notes that I took from yesterday was like, or no, and what I've been trying I've been trying to deliver almost a perfect book, but truth be told, it probably isn't a perfect book. No, there, not- there's things that people are gonna be happy with, and people, and there's gonna be things yeah. that people are not happy with. Um, likewise, I'm not perfect. <laughs> I'm not perfect either. You know. No, not at all. <laughs> I'm a believer, so and it's the reason why I've again I've decided to have different mediums by which the book comes out. To which mm. you, in fact, so you pointed this out, but it, you're not trying to be critical, but it is a criticism no. in some way, shape, or form. You're not trying to be. Yeah. But you're, you're and I think, 
I think just to interject there, my question is, are you okay with that? Are you okay with the backlash that might come with that? I guess in a sense. That is another good question. And the answer is, I'm going to say yes, but yes and no. Yes and no in that, that's probably, the, again, the reason why I've opened up the forum. And I, mm -hmm. I intend on doing that on several different fronts. So I may even have a forum on a website where people can say X, Y, Z, and then I can respond to them, whether yeah. by talking to them or by message in some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. So I know there can be certain things in a book which I ink, which I can't, people can have opinions and then I can't respond to. But if I open yeah. up the forum in different mediums, I can respond to them. But at the same time, people can hear my voice. So if you hear yeah. my voice and you understand who I am by with my personality, you probably yeah. know, oh, actually, he's not actually a judgmental person. He might have just explained it in such a way which I took offense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. That makes sense as well. And I think that's just something that I guess as a as a writer you have to be aware of. But it, like you're saying, it does still have to be you. So you can't censor it because your of what might come it still has to be an honest reflection of you so that's why i'm not even necessarily from sitting on the stance of remove it it's more so are you aware of this tone and are you aware of what it might be perceived like to the reader or how a reader might interpret it and also just another thing and this is just a um it's not a sweeping statement it's just a statement i think yeah. if you're going to put yourself out there in the world or you're going to pursue something, you're always going to have people who are going to be critical or going to have different opinions to yourself. And I think you need to be strong enough to be able to take them on and even learn from what they've said or just accept it. And I think I'm at that point where, I'll be honest, I don't, I, like, I do and I don't care what people say. So I often say to people, I really, I couldn't give a monkey's what people say. And truth be told, there's truth in that and there's not truth in that. If you, I, I've known you for a very long time. If you told me there was something that was highly offensive that was in the book, I'm all ears. Mm -hmm. I'm all ears because I've offended someone that I know who knows me very well. So let me be yeah. very open as to, let me be, let me be, let me be very open as to what that individual has said. If this has come from a person who, I don't know, it's just you know, you know let's just use Instagram as as an example. You know, sometimes people just use Instagram just to. To, to be critical of people without any real foundation um, mm -hmm. to the comment. Like, if it's those type of comments, then I couldn't, I really couldn't care less. There's a number of things that I want to go and achieve in life. Unfortunately, there's going to be people who are going to be, there's going to be, nays, there's going to be, nays, there's going to be naysayers and there's going to be people, people who are going to be in support of me. I've got to accept it. That's fair. That, that is fair. Um, there is a quote in the book that I do, I, I wasn't, I wasn't, kind of to ask you about like what does that mean i know you touched on it a little bit i think it was something along the lines of if you sell your soul keep the receipt what does that mean um if you sell your soul keep the receipt i haven't heard that in a long time because i wrote that a long time ago i got that from someone else i got that from james o'brien um, yeah. the receipt because you're gonna have to explain why you sold your soul okay yeah okay. and sometimes yeah yeah, I feel like keep the receipt as in you're going to have to explain your decisions. Mm. Right, very similar to this book, you know, and very similar to this conversation. Sorry to cut you up. In that yeah. I've said certain things which might not be um, of the opinion of others. I'm going yeah. to have to explain those things at some point. Because mm -hmm. I do feel like there are a lot of things in this book that can be explained that you don't explain. Like I know in, in a lot of the writing some of it is almost like i don't want to say shakespearean to an extent but some of it's very metaphorical okay. in the sense it gives you a lot of room to interpret and there's a lot of sayings and a lot of quotes and one thing i don't want to happen is especially you see it on social media like it becomes very easy to kind of formulate things based on quotes and to live through quotes without ever actually having to explain them or truly understand them and sometimes even in like the tips, they can be very vague. So my thing is, how do you, how can you make it more specific for people to be able to apply it? Like there's a lot of tips in the book at the end. And I remember we were having a conversation yesterday and I was saying that I read some books and I see the tips at the bottom and I just think to myself, like, I don't even really care about that. Like that is just, it's so vague. It's like, it doesn't really have any 
and he grow weight to it. So in terms of the tips that you're trying to give, what type of weight do you want these tips to have for people to take away? Like, what do you want them to take away from it and be able to do with those tips? I I um I was speaking or I heard French on our podcast say that um, successful people often leave clues by way of um, their books and in general yeah. they often leave clues and not to say that I'm successful or otherwise but through my experience I'm leaving clues and I'm leaving tips and I'm leaving insights by way of my experience like we've had discussion as to um, my 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 style and approach to writing at the very end of the book in the conclusion I hope and believe I would have given enough of myself which you would buy into why I've given these clues, these tips, and these insights, which hopefully would inspire you to go on a journey very similar. Okay. 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 Did it ever cross your mind to start the book just and go straight into these journeys? Um, no, because um, again, obviously, I wanted to give context to who I am. And also, like, I know I've spoken about a second and a third book. I think that that is... I mean, I like to believe some of those stories may or may not be complete, but will be foundation as to my second book. And truth be told, I mean, the way I've looked at my second book, in which is, I'm, I'm, I've begun it anyway, is that my second book will end at those parts there, will end or answer a lot of those questions. Mm-hmm. So it's I, a lot of like, okay, uh, stuff that kind of like connects the first. Yeah, and all, those, all those, so like, if, 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 so like, there might be a number of questions that people have as to the beginning at the very end of the book. Those questions will be answered with my second book, 120%. Okay. But they're not important at this moment in time because the most important mm-hmm. thing is the, the, the journey, truth be told. Okay. Why was it important to speak about politics? Because I think it was a sign of the times, or I don't want to say the sign of the times. I think we're living in an era where politics was quite prevalent. So um, Brexit, by way of the referendum, had happened. And I think a lot of the stuff that I was listening to on the radio was LBC. So that, more often than not, was some of the conversations that were happening. And in so, whether it's talks or LBC, but as to politics, LBC, converse, we'd have conversation about politics as a result. And we'd have very interesting conversations. So whether it was things that I was for or things that I was against, I felt it was important to articulate those things. Because you can say to me, ah, oh, so I've been listening to a few things lately, and I've had this conversation with other people as well. You can, like, oh, so I'll just reference it as the Brexit. You could be um, pro-Brexit, right, and I could be a Remainer. Yeah. But for as long as you explain to me, with with valid reason as to why you want to leave the European Union. I'm cool. Mm-hmm. My thing is, personally, and I don't want to, I don't know if I'm dancing by saying I don't want to make it too personal, is that when you spit rhetoric which, let's say, can be potentially prejudiced or racist or just doesn't make any sense, you know, that's when I begin to have an issue. And sometimes, mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily articulate all those articulate all those things with some of my passengers because truth be told they're going to be in my in my car for 10-15 minutes maybe a little bit longer and then gone there's no need for me to really voice my frustrations with them if there are any frustrations over something Mm. over an experience which is going to be over in you know the blink of an eye because i guess at one point you do go into a little bit of detail about which policies that you did agree with and, and 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 not agree with in terms of one specific person but you don't overindulge in terms of like your political views and your political stances. And it is a lot to do with like, it, it mentions about like the Irish border. You talk a little bit about Brexit on a whole and the different conversations you had in the cab. But there's a huge, I guess, there's a huge part of it that is missing, I guess, from the time that you wrote that, that was a little bit further back, right? We haven't quite, from I guess the nature of the way you speak about politics, we hadn't quite got to COVID. We hadn't quite got to the BLM and everything that's going on in terms of the riots and everything. Do you feel a need now that you know that it's still in production and you're still kind of tweaking things? Do you feel a need to kind of go back and update 
that and update and mention some of the things that are happening now in the world? Um, another good question. Um, whilst we were, whilst lockdown happened, um, I was going on walks. So like, yeah, I was going on evening walks and I was again, just writing what I was thinking, what I was feeling at the time and even thinking about the book and how it was going to be presented. And I feel you can go on forever and a day talking about what's going on in the here and now. I felt yeah. I needed to draw a line as to where I was going to end the book. End it. Okay. That's fair. Okay. Right. I think that's, as far as like the questions and stuff, I think that's pretty much like all of the questions I had, mainly because although the stories are very much from your perspective, I can see that you've definitely like drawn a line between how much of yourself you're willing to indulge in these books. And it's more so like your observations, which I think is cool. So I think, I think once you get to that point and you understand that it's very easy to just enjoy the book for what it is and to just kind of take in the stories and take in the perspectives and kind of just really like leave it as that. Sometimes there isn't like a, of course, you, you speak about some of the journey and speak about being like an immigrant and your, your, your father and you speak about some of that. But I don't think, from what I got from reading it, I don't think the book is necessarily about that. I don't necessarily get that it's really based on your personal connection to it. Because I feel like although you're telling these stories, you don't necessarily have a very deeply personal connection with the stories that you're telling about these passengers or necessarily it's only when you get to the conclusion and you get more towards the end, you start to get a bit more context as to who you are. So it kind of connects the beginning and the end a lot more, but the middle kind of stands as its own thing from my interpretation. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but that's how it read to me when I was kind of going through it. It was like the beginning and end are connected, but the middle stands on its own as like its own body. You get kind of tips and you get lessons learned and different things, but it's not necessarily connected to who you are or the yeah, like the the the, the bread of the burger, pretty much. But the meat is in the middle. Yeah, well, well maybe um, that was the difficulty in actually writing the book because I felt it was important to definitely give context as to who I was and context as to who I was exiting the book. You know, but at the same time. Um, the aim and objective, obviously, of the book was to provide um, readers and potential listeners about my experiences, you know. And I, I just think there's, yeah, that was the aim of the, that was truth be told, that was the aim of the book. Um, yeah. But at the same time, with the formula I'm kind of working with, I want there to be takeaway points, great takeaway points as to who I was when I entered the car and who I was when I exited the car. Truth be told is, I had a, had a couple year, I had a two, three year plan. And I'm going to say in some way, shape or form, that has been, you know, executed, you know. Um, but I've provided people with experiences. Yeah. Because I, I feel like to remove me, from, because I know you, I have to remove me just knowing you as a person when I do take in this book. So just hearing you say that you wanted people to know who you were prior to, to um, getting into the cab and then afterwards who you was after, I don't know if I get that from reading the book. I get your experiences 100% and I, and I fully get, I fully take in the experiences that you had and how they can change people and how those experiences can affect people. But in terms of how it changed you, I don't think I got that. I don't necessarily think I got that. I got the resolve part of what inspired it and what, where the entry point and where the exit point was. And that was very clear in terms of what your goal was going in and what your goal was coming out. But I don't know if I got the part of who you were before it and who you were after it. I get, I got the experiences prior, but in terms of who you were, I don't think I got that specifically. I'm kind of glad you say that. And the reason why, I'm, well, the reason why I say that is because I think it's, it, it, I, I'm going to say this, let's say there's difficulty. So in the very beginning, it's very difficult to, I mean, I could probably go on, I mean, people actually tell, write books on who they are, you know? And whereas I was trying yeah. to explain who I was in very brief and then get to the stories very quickly, you know? Um, and maybe that is what I've got to work on because that is, we're discussing this after the fact on my first draft. So maybe mm -hmm. I need to knit those things maybe a little bit better um, as to my second draft 
on who I am before um, mm -hmm. the book begins by way of experiences. And I'm, a, I'm already aware as to what I need to do as yeah. to the conclusion. I need to know the conclusion, which is, um, yeah. yeah, I need to yeah. know the conclusion. So I'm Because I don't, necessarily, I don't necessarily, like I said, yesterday, prior to getting to the end, I think I did want a bit more of who you were as a person. But after getting to the end today, I feel like maybe, maybe I don't need that. But then when I think, okay, if I don't need that, it makes me question, do I need the introduction as it is now? Probably not. Probably, if I don't need the personal connection to it, maybe I don't need the introduction in the form that it's in. So I think it kind of just goes back to the objective. And like you said, if you do want people to know who you were prior and who you were after, then I feel like, yeah, then maybe there does need to be a bit more development in terms of those things. But I feel like if it's really, if you don't want to, then I feel like that can work just depending on, again, how you want it to read, etc., etc. So I think it really ultimately comes down to what, what you want from it, really. Cool. Okay. Okay. Um, it's been a good conversation. You got any more questions? Not currently. I think I, I think as I'll live with it and go back to it, I probably will have a few more questions and just a few more things as such. But I think for for the most part, those are all the questions that I kind of had at the minute. Cool. Um, I'm going to work on what will be the second draft. I'm unsure if I'm going to do that today. I want to go for a walk, so I think it's good to go for a walk. Yeah. Have a think about the bookies in general, and then I'll get back to working on a book. Um, this week in that I believe I want to get it done by well not the second draft but yeah I kind of want to get the second draft and much of what we've discussed done by the beginning of August or the end of July so that gives me 10 days to thoroughly go through the book and hopefully present it back in a way certainly the conclusion and the beginning as to maybe your thoughts and maybe does that provide better yeah. yeah and I think we could definitely do this again as far as once the second one's done and as it kind of progresses at each stage, it would be cool to kind of see how the opinions change or how the questions change either because I feel like my questions will probably change over time as the book develops as well. And even as I go back in on reading it again, I may have different things that I didn't catch the first time that might come up as well. So it'd be interesting to see how it kind of develops from this point to the point where it's actually finished in its, in its full entirety. Because I still have to bear in mind that it's not the finished product either. Cool, cool, cool. As with all guests, is there anything that you would like to um, inform the guests about by way of any projects or anything coming up that you've got going on? Um, I guess it's difficult just to know because the point where people will get a hold of this. So I'm not really sure. Oh, do you just want to drop them your socials? So, oh, oh, I mean, they can kind of check a lot of my stuff out on all social platforms. My handle is the same. It's um, at Zaire underscore CS. So that's Z-A-I-R-E underscore CS. And you can find me on Instagram. I'm not really too active on Twitter anymore, but I'm on there anyway, just posting content on YouTube. I think you can find me quite similarly. Similarly, um, the CS Records has pretty much been the medium in which we've been releasing a lot of our content lately. So if they just follow me on social media, then they'll get a further insight into all of the back catalog, the tapes that we have released, and as keeps things keep coming. But yeah, that's about, that's about it for the most part. Cool, no worries. Okay, what I'll do um, is I'm going to work on the beginning and so just very quickly what did you think of the conclusion i liked it i did like it it did make a lot of things make more sense in terms of what we were speaking about yesterday it gave me a i even make a note of it that there is a point in the book where you start to talk about you came across the couple that uh not even a couple it was the guy and you, you guys exchanged your interest off of the conversation that you had with friends about adopting and fostering children. Yes. And with that conversation, I remember making a note that I felt like that was the first time in the entire book where you kind of stripped your ego and was completely, I don't want to stay in the nude, but was bare and kind of really showed the, I think it was the first time you was vulnerable in the book. Cool. Put it that way. It was the first time you was vulnerable. I'm glad you say that because I think I wrote down two or three. I made a voice note yesterday as to 
one or two other times where I was potentially vulnerable as well. Um, so as to like little relationships with people um, and being caught off guard. And then there's actually genuinely being alone because as I said before, I mean, I had a great time in Barcelona, but there are plenty of times when there's, there's times when I went to Barcelona and I didn't see my friends, you know, mm-hmm. I was in and out of the city in three weeks and I didn't see anybody because they had things going on in life. So I was on my own for three weeks and there's mm-hmm. times I went with not a lot of money and things of that nature. So I'm going to, I'm going to look at the conclusion and the transition to Barcelona and I want to make sure I put all of those things in there. Mm. And I think, I think those things and things like that make, it makes you just, it just makes a person more human and it makes it easier for people to connect to it because there's an emotional connection. People are going to connect with people on different levels. People are going to connect intellectually. People might connect politically. But I think the one consistency that all humans have is humans can connect emotionally. And I think the minute you can't connect to someone emotionally, it makes it very difficult to even sympathize with their journey or even understand what they're going through. So when you do go into that and you go into that story, it kind of makes you a little bit more human. Because I even said it to you on the phone yesterday. I said, a lot of the times, even when you're talking about the lessons that you learn, it's coming from a very, like, conscious place that makes it seem like you've had it figured out the entire time even when you might not have had so you kind of seem there's certain points in in the book where you do seem like kind of like a robot because it's like all right i know that this is a a, an issue but i know if i stay down and i just keep working and i do the and i know this and i know that you're not always gonna win i know that you're not always gonna but it's like that just kind of disconnects the emotion from it and it's like all right, even though you know the right thing as humans, how many times do we not do it? Or how many times do we have those moments where there's doubts? So sometimes you think, okay, he knows what he has to do and he, he knows he has to push it. But was there ever a moment where he felt like he couldn't do it or where he felt like it might not happen? Is there, you know, it kind of seems very militant and all the way through and all the way fought out and together, even though that's not the case. So I just feel like, I want a bit more of that, but then again, that could just be my personal bias as a reader in terms of what I like to read. So I'm, I, I, I understand that as well. Okay, I'm glad you say that because actually, I mean, that's the reason why I did a lot of voice notes um, on mm-hmm. my journey. So there's times when I'm speaking after the fact, so after a long day's work, you know, I think I put something in the book yeah. as to a meeting um, a girl called Chloe, I think her name was Chloe from Brixton. I don't know if I say that in the book. Yeah. And she had a long day, I had a long day, and we had like, yeah, I See, so like there's things like that, and I've actually got those voices, mm-hmm. you know, as to speaking like 20 minutes after when I've got home. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, like, you start doing it, and that's what I meant earlier when we were talking about you kind of dancing around it, and you start going that way, and then people start, and then you kind of start going, okay, yeah, this is what I want to know, and then it just stops, because even in, like, similar to that story where you talk about not being able to brush your teeth, or eating in the car, or being on the road for long hours and just wanting to go home and not have conversations. That's almost like the entry point, and it's like you just want him to go further into that and let us know what was your headspace really like in those spaces. Like, take us deeper into those things. And sometimes you might want a bit more of it as you're reading through it. And yeah. And also, it's like. And then stop kind of thing. But it's like, if you keep going, it's only going to bring people further into the journey and make them feel more connected to it. Well, maybe that's what I'll look to do as in to, in my conclusion. I mean, that's to touch on all those points. But at the same time, um, again, it's why I've tried to make myself available, you know, so I yeah. can really have this conversation and articulate that. But again, as you mentioned before, not everybody's going to access all mediums. So we're going to have takeaway points based on what they've read, what they've listened mm. to, and what they've watched. Mm. And then another point as well that I will say, which isn't really a major point, but it's, I guess it's something that I did think as I was reading, and I noticed that you did this as well even in conversation, is there's a lot of points in the book where you'll mention something that you come back to later on, and you mention it briefly in order to come back to it. But I think maybe sometimes in the book you might do it too much, where it's like, okay, you're already keeping in your mind this thing that you're going to come back to. But now I've just been given four other things that I have to keep in my mind that we're going to come back to. So sometimes I wonder, like, is there a need for balance maybe to restructure things to not necessarily bring them up until it's time to go deeply into them? Because like we're saying, you don't necessarily over expand on any real subject in the book. 
So to keep something in mind that you're going to come back to, but when you come back to it, it doesn't go into great depth. Is it necessarily necessary to mention it as early until you're ready to bring it up? I guess that's something maybe to think about as well. Cool, I'll bear that in mind. And my last thing question I had for you actually was, my intention is to potentially release a chapter. Now, if, if like, what chapter would you release on SoundCloud if you were me? Um, there's, I don't even want to be diplomatic about it or be two-sided about it, but I, I'd be remiss not to be like, I know what I would want to hear, but I know what people would want to hear also. And that might not necessarily be the same thing. People want, people generally just want the tea. People want the most interesting parts of it. So you would either have to divulge into on SoundCloud or whatever to release a chapter that's based on one of the sex stories or based on, for instance, like I enjoyed the Zatan story. I thought that was a great story. So I feel like it's got to be something that's just going to grab people and that something that people would want to hear that would make them go, oh shit, I want to read more. I want to hear more. I want to go deeper into it. So I think it would definitely be, it would be one of those. It would be one of those stories. Cool. I think I remember that chapter and that, those things anyway. All right, cool. No worries. All right. All right. Let's leave it there and I'll run through what I need to do and then I'll get back to probably, give me about, say, 10 days anyway. So hopefully I will look at the beginning. So my intention is to, yeah, I think I'm going to look at the beginning and I'm going to look at the very end, present them both back to you, get your thoughts on it. And then yeah. whilst you'll give me your thoughts on it, I'll run through everything else. All right. Oh, cool. Hi, Andrew. My journey is available for pre-order via Amazon. And for more content, follow me on IG and Twitter at Andrew Menser Jr. That's A-N-D-R-E-W-M-E-N-S-A-H-J-R. Subscribe to the podcast and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Andrew Menser Jr.